Bieber. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I think. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for Yes, we're here on a Wednesday. Yep, thank you very much for the big applause. Big applause. But we got to get right into our in-studio guests. And typically, we continue on with, uh, of course, uh, Layla uh, from uh, Derek and the Dominoes. But for the first time in a while, we have Jerry Manor in here from uh, CECOM uh, Federal Credit Union in person, live in the studio. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? You're uh, good because uh, good. typically we do this every month, as you know. Right. You've been here maybe what? This is your third. I think. In, in I studio? think my third time in studio. I would love to do it in studio, but you know, I'm my office is in Messina, which is right. close to two hours from here. It might as well be a, a world now, apart. Now, <laughs> what you could do is yeah. switch with the mayor, and you do the noon show, and I'd be happy to do it every week. We should week. actually have you speak to the mayor as well. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, because he could talk uh, turkey. He's 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 he's, a, he's an old Weisenheimer, but he's very good, very knowledgeable at stuff, particularly oh, I banking. I think we have fun. Yeah, oh, you would definitely have fun. So yeah. we, I will, actually, I will set that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, but your office, like you said, in Messina, but your region includes here the brand new Seacom uh, Federal Credit Union building, which is a year old now. I can I cannot believe it. Yeah. A year old, yeah. 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 Uh, and that's on its way out to Sackets Harbor, Outer Arsenal Street, Route right. Three. Uh, but you also had the branch, of course, the temporary one at least on Coffee and Street for a bit. You got yourself established here. People see the Seacom commercials on Channel Seven because you have various locations in Saint Lawrence as well as Vermont. Yeah, and Franklin County and, and Franklin Clinton County. County. Gotcha. Yeah, we're Got in Plattsburgh as well. Are you in uh, near where the Clinton uh, 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 Corrections Facility is? Are you? Are you no. In, whatever no, that's that in Danamora. Danamora, right? Gotcha. No, no, we're we're in Plattsburgh. We're actually for those of you who know Plattsburgh, we're yeah. at the corner of Tom Miller Road and Smithfield Boulevard. Kind of on the back side of the mall. Interesting. You know, yeah. it's been a long while since I've been to Plattsburgh, uh, but Plattsburgh, Burlington is beautiful. It is. It is. Uh, from what I remembered about Burlington, of course, right off the water, uh, Lake Champlain, uh, and the hills and whatnot, it reminded me of, of a small version of San Francisco. I've never been there, but it's a liberal town and whatnot, very hilly. It is. It is. Uh, University of Vermont is there, plus they have the medical center, and uh, it's it's a nice town, mm-hmm. and uh, it really is. Uh, we enjoy being there. We're in uh, South Burlington and also in Essex, which is just outside Burlington. And that's uh, kind of near... Well, okay, es- I'm sorry. Essex, I'm thinking Essex, of Essex, Essex County. Essex Junction. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Big territory. You're like uh, our congresswoman or former congresswoman. That's Elise Stefanik. She had a huge region as well. Uh, because they base that on, on well, population. She's still our congress. She still is, she? but not in, technically in Watertown, but oh, okay. she's from Fortrum out right. there. So it's yeah. kind of the same area. But when you come on here, Jerry, you always give us helpful t- hints well, on how yeah. not to get ripped off. Well, we're going to talk about credit today, credit reports, mm-hmm. credit scores. And first of all, 
I again want to stress, and I've stressed this before, you should be checking your credit report frequently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Annualcreditreport.com. That's the website to go to. What that website does is it will send you to the three major credit bureaus, mm-hmm. Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Mm-hmm. And then um, they will ascertain your identity by asking you questions only you should know. Mm-hmm. And then you can download your report. You can save it to your computer. You can print it out. You can do whatever you want with mm-hmm. it. But one thing I would suggest when you do it, keep it secure. Sure. Because one section of your credit report is personal information. There's mm-hmm. a lot of information about you mm-hmm. on that credit report. There's a can I ask one question, though? Sure. I've always been under the impression that every time you check your score, it affects your score. Nope. Okay, gotcha. Nope. It's when you apply for credit and they check your score. Really? That it affects your score. Why is that? Because Why should you be penalized for looking in someone looking into your credit? Well, here's the deal. Yeah. All this information on your credit report, there's information, personal information on the accounts you have and mm-hmm. how you pay your accounts, mm-hmm. loans, bills, and so on. Uh, inquiries is what you're talking about when you apply for credit. Right. That's uh, racked up there. And public records, you know, if you apply for bankruptcy or, you know, you have liens against you, tax right. liens are right. bad. Right. But all those things are compiled into a number, and it's done by an algorithm that was, uh, I guess you could say, developed by Fair Isaac and Company. That's why it's called your FICO score. Interesting. Yeah. So hmm. the reason, and I couldn't tell you exactly why. Having a lot of inquiries hurts your credit score, but it does. Apparently, they feel that if you're applying for a lot of credit all at once, you're in trouble. Interesting. You know, so this this credit score. It's a catch score, 22 in a sense because you're uh, you're looking to extend yourself somewhere or another, right. and you're paying the price. Right. But if you apply, you know, to get your credit report yourself, that does not. It's called a soft inquiry. It does not affect your credit score. Gotcha. What's okay. that website again? Annualcreditreport.com. Annual credit. Now there are a bunch of you know apps and. People out there, you can get this information from. Like, for instance, Credit Karma right. is one of the most popular ones. I hear a lot. Thing to remember, there. though, that's not your actual FICO score. That's what's called a Vantage score. Mm. So it's a little bit different. And uh, you know, was that the leader version? <laughs> basically, you yeah. know, it, it won't be the same, but it'll be close. But mm-hmm. what Credit Karma does do is allow you to keep up with it. And they, in fact, will send you an email. Oh, you haven't checked your Credit Karma lately, or did you do this? Or oh, it's nice to see you paid off that car loan. Congratulations to you. Right. It's kind of cool. That Credit is Karma's cool. kind of yeah. cool. I yeah. kind of like it. Yeah. But the score, you know, the most important part of the score is payment history. Mm-hmm. So if you pay your bills on time, you're going to be in good shape because that's 35% of your score. Really? Payment is, history. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what do I mean by that? Well, late for credit scoring purposes is at least 30 days late. So if you're, say, 15 days late, right. no problem to your credit score. What it will do, though, is generate a late fee. Okay. And you know what late fees are? Like throwing money out the window. Sure. But does a 15-day late fee affect your credit score? I think no. you just say, okay, good. No. Because that happens to me because I forget sometimes, and right. I, I go through that 15-day so, period. So here's what you want to do, Glenn. Yeah. You want to automate it so you don't forget. Mm-hmm. You through, your, through your checking account. Exactly. Well, of course, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Think about that. Now, I, no, I, you know what's funny? You should say that because I, here it is. I, 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 I'm listening to you each and every month. I hear this throughout other sources, of course. Sensible thinking. And all the bills that we pay, we have at least four or five of them. And those, of course, are the ones that we forget. Exactly. Yeah. Automated. Yeah. It's done. It's done. Okay, yeah. so make sure you pay your bills on time. And that includes things like utilities and yeah, other everything, things. everything. Because, you know, aside from the late fee... If you don't pay for long enough, they'll send it to a collection agency, right. and that shows up on your credit sure, report. Sure. So you don't want to do that. One, one other thing about going to someone's report, 
Does that happen because, say, for instance, you know, your insurance is, is really good for your car insurance, you're not paying anything, and next thing you know, you got, you racked up like five speeding tickets, and, and then you get into an accident, and then they, then they do a report, then they find out stuff that they should have known to begin with. Is that similar? Well, that they kind might, of. Yeah, kind okay. Of. And you know what? Your credit score can affect how much you pay for insurance, oh, of which course, is kind sure. of weird because mm-hmm. I thought, why is that? I asked a friend of mine who's an agent. He said, well, here's the deal. People who have poor credit scores tend to file more claims. Interesting. Wow. Go, who, who knew? Yeah, right? yeah. Well, they're irresponsible. No, it's good. <laughs> Payment, yeah. They can't drive either. Yeah. Payment history, right. 35%. Now, the amount of debt or credit utilization is 30%. That mm-hmm. has to do with credit cards. In other words, don't max out. Right, right. You want to make sure that you never get above 30% of your credit line. Your gotcha. credit cards allow you to charge up to a certain amount. Right. Never go over 30. If you need to charge a lot, make sure you're enough credit line right. to cover it. Mm-hmm. If you want a really good score, you want to keep below 10%. Below 10% of what you're allowed to have. Yeah. So if you have $10,000 credit line, right. you don't want to go above 1000 if you want to have a really good Interesting. score. Okay. okay. The next one is 15%. That's credit history length. In other words, old guys like you and I mm-hmm. helps our credit score because mm-hmm. they can look back a long ways. Sure. So that's why they say never close your oldest trade line. So if you have a credit card like I do from years and years ago, yeah. I have a Discover card. Right. I hardly ever use, yeah. but I've had it for 35 years. I'm it, not going to close it. It works for you. It works for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that's fifteen yeah. percent. Um, amount of new credit that goes to you know inquiries. Yeah, that's ten percent. And the final is credit mix. You want to have both kinds of credit. You want to have installment credit, mm-hmm. like a car loan where you borrow a certain amount, pay off in equal installments, mm-hmm. and you want to have revolving debt like a credit card. And you sound very similar to a, a, so you've said this before, other guys like Dave Ramsey, who you're familiar with, says, get rid of the debt, get rid of the debt, uh, I'm debt-free. If people cry out, you think differently. Well, yes, I do think differently. Now, I don't think you should get in over your head, but you have to have some debt in order to have a good credit report. Right. Now, if you're like Dave Ramsey and you're never going to take out a loan, right. It doesn't really matter too much, but you still have to have a decent credit report to say rent a place right. or sometimes getting a job to right. check your credit right, report. Right, right, right. So we, yeah. we diverge in yeah, well, certain things. I knew that from the company that I used to work for. I was talking to you about that earlier. They didn't have any credit in New York State. They couldn't buy a vehicle here, right. even though they have credit back where they're from. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to incur interest charges because if you use a credit card paid off in full, it's no interest, but you're still using credit. Right, right, right. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So uh, have you... Can you think of all the personal monies you saved in your lifetime, Jerry, just from your sensible thinking? Was there ever a time you didn't think this way? Yes. Okay. Yes. Dave uh, Ramsey said the same thing about himself, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, I mean, my, my, my dad was, um, how shall I put this nicely, yeah. very frugal. Okay, good. Yeah. And no, cheap. there's nothing wrong. He's yeah, still yeah. around. He's yeah. 91. God bless him. And he's in Potsdam. But anyway, yeah. um, he instilled in us, you know, I mean, when we wanted something, we had to earn it. True. I've, I've been working since I was like 12, mm-hmm. which... You know, I have no problem with. I enjoyed everything I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Some were more fun than others. Radio was really fun. It still is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I get to do it once right. in a while. Well, you do it for the hockey up yeah, north. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Forty so, years, by the way. I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, this is my forty-first. That's incredible. Yeah, that's that's amazing to do anything for that period of time. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. And, and you've seen the radio's ups and downs and so forth, but you continue the tradition. I have. Yeah. But you know, so yeah, no, I didn't always make smart decisions, mm-hmm. and if I had made total smart decisions from the start, you know, I'd be in a lot better shape financially. I'm not in bad shape, but you know, I'd 
you know, they say if you start saving young enough and save enough, you'll be a millionaire. Right, true. Well, I'm not a millionaire yet. What? So, well, you know. well, I'm sure you, but but you've lived well because you, you know, well, us, us boomers, they say it was really difficult. It was too easy to be a baby boomer. I see that on TikTok all the time, how, how we're uh, perceived by the younger generation. We had it too easy, Jerry. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if, if that's what they say, okay. Now, granted, Glenn, yeah, yeah. I, I love the opportunity to work. Right. I always have. Right. And we just have the ethic to get the job done. We do, yeah. Unlike, yeah. But on the other hand, you know, I understand the younger generation, too, the work-life balance is important, too. True. One thing I got to say, though, and and this is the one thing that I would agree with uh, in as far as young people today, is that it's a lot more expensive to live today than it was in our daytime. No question. Yeah, and and that's that's the truth. Well, Glenn, I went to college, and I didn't have to take out any loans. Isn't that amazing? You know? Yeah, it was like, what, $100 a semester? It it wasn't expensive (laughs) back then, you know? Now? Yeah. I mean, my two daughters both had to take out loans. I had to take out a Parent PLUS loan. Right, You right, know, and right. so it's different now. It's no, more right. expensive. And, and it's amazing because you have, you know, uh, scholarships, uh, Scholastic, or uh, which is great, but you're still dishing out a tremendous amount of money. Absolutely. Ah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. so, yeah, that's a tip, too, for all you contemplating college. Apply for every scholarship you can. Yeah, definitely. Get the Regents exam and whatnot and get your do mom to you put the bumper do. sticker on. My son or daughter uh, passed the Regents exam. There you go. Uh, all right, anything else to declare? I know you're going to a special. Do you want to say where you're going? Just it's a business going event. to the yeah. uh, Greater Watertown Chamber of Commerce Business After Hours. Yeah, where is it, if you don't it's mind? It's down at the, what is it called, the... Children's Home. Yeah, C.J. Yeah, uh, uh, Children's Home in Jefferson County. It's the branch. It's not where they are now, on State Street, but the old Emsall building. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right there on uh, Court Street. Looking forward to it. Uh, You've got a very strong chamber here in Watertown. Oh, big time. Great folks. Yeah, yeah. Just like in St. Lawrence County, uh, Adapasa, when they have their big banquet every November. I think that's coming up, by the way. Uh, But ours is very, very active. Well, great. I know you got to go, but thank you very much. My my pleasure. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Phone number for... 315... 2500273 that's my personal number yeah. the uh, credit union is 800-764-0566 ccom.org yeah and you've seen the commercials and uh, of course uh, see the branch uh, on your way out to the town of Houndsville Sackets Harbor on Route 3 past the mall stop in and say hello excellent we've got a great staff fantastic thank you sir see you Glenn alright let's do a break oh wait uh, and uh, we'll be back with uh, Joe Stanley right after this Mattress Express locations open 5pm to 11pm Thanksgiving night for our biggest Sale of the year, Thanksgiving night. Listen to these deals. Any king or queen mattress gets a free Bluetooth surround system. All right, thanks to uh, Jerry Manor. I got somebody waiting on the phone. I think I know who it is. He's been waiting there for a bit. Yes, of course, it's a uh, future council person in the year 2059. Ladies and, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Trainer. That's funny. Yeah, um, it's very funny. I want you to ask Ben, a new, new elected councilman yeah. uh, member of the body. Two simple questions. Will Ben keep his business away from politics and special interests or backroom deals? Number two, Glenn, I, I, I want I Let want me. you to try and not give people a free ride because the city is in the condition the way it is because of free rides. Number two, Ben ride, ride, ride. He owns his own business. So will he always go to the highest bidder when the city has a contract and they want to build something? Or will he not get along, along, go along, but will he take the other road Hmm. and go with the lowest bid that they can do the same kind of work that the highest bidder can? Gotcha. All right. So, uh, so Jason, I got to ask you, is this this going to be the attack mode or, or... 
Is this is this where it's going to be? You're going to pick. In this case, you're talking about future council person uh, Ben Schoen, and you're asking you're asking questions about him. Is this what it's going to be like? You want me to ask our future or these you know soon to be council well, people these questions, or do you want to ask? Well, them? you're bringing well, I'm them up. I'm going to ask them on January, but. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, I would ask you to yeah. stop giving people a free ride. I mean, I, 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 I just, I, why do you say this about Ben? Are you, I, is there anything in any text or anything he has said already that would lead you to believe that he's going to collude or somehow to take advantage of, of some type of you know, contract with the city so that he would financially gain from that? What, what makes you think that? Well, what, what makes me think of that is the deal that we just went through. Okay, but uh, uh, but but you don't know that if Ben would ever do. See, that's that as your no, as no, as your half-ass uh, uh, campaign manager who actually got the wrong date wrong on your commercial recently, Jason. Even though that was no, on I you, but I should have caught no, that. I'll say but, this much. Yeah. I know a contractor. He's a straight-up guy. Uh, he doesn't do that kind of stuff. But, but contractors are shady. And, oh, we, and oh my god! So yeah. so what I'm going to say to you, Glenn, if he does that. Yeah. Then Jason's right because there's always corruption, right. there's always power. All right. okay. And when you put business and politics, what always happens? I got the music here. All right, Jason, great. So, oh, yeah. But uh, I get I, as as your advisor, I just you got to take a different approach. You can't start bel- uh, belittling or, or guesstimating that so and so will do something nefarious uh, once they get into just based on what you think about contractors. That's not a way to, no, to no. win people over, Jason. No, no, it's not based on that. I. I Forty-four years old, Glenn, and I've seen business owners. I see business people abuse their power. And no matter if you're a politician, you're a paid liar. You tell people what they want to hear. Don't tell people what they want to hear. All right, okay, Jason, I got it. All right, all right. So it's uh, JasonTrainer.com, and he's running for for city council. All right, Jason, thank you. I gotta go though. You too. All right, that's Jason. Hi, you're on the air. Glenn, uh, did you hear the hotline? Uh, You know what? I did not. I I did not hear the hotline show today. Nothing I can say then. Well, what do you mean? What? What? What do you mean? Nothing. What? You? What happened? Well, if you didn't hear the show, I can't. Well, no. Give me a scenario before Joe Stanley comes in. Cure my ignorance. What? what maybe I heard uh, it. They were talking about the gentleman that runs the. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. No. 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 I did hear that part, and I heard Donnie call in, and yeah. someone suggested like a little bit of like innuendo. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then we have Jason belittling a future, you know, a council person. What? What's going on here at AM 1240 today? Sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Did you hear the extroverse call? Uh, yes, I did. I he called he in called twice. twice. Yeah, he, he did. doesn't call here anymore. I don't know why. No, I pissed him off. I pissed him I off. Think you pissed him off. You hung up on him there. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for bringing great. that. Uh, yeah. The gentleman that runs the uh, conservatory for the zoo. Right. His lifestyle. Hmm. I don't know if you can get into it, Glenn. I don't want to get you in hot water with your boss. You know. No, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know, but the, the, if the mayor doesn't bring it up on Tuesday, I'm going to call in and bring it up. I think that's an issue here. Well, how does how is that an issue? I'm just curious. A drag queen show. Well, yeah, but that seems to be the norm in, in, in mainstream society. Where did that idea come from? It could come from a liberal suburbanite uh, uh, housewife. It could come from uh, a bunch of people. But uh, what you're it saying is, if from if the gentleman any, running the conservatory, Mr. Irwin. Yeah. He's gay. Is that correct? I, I don't know this. I re- and, if it, and if he is, well, how does that matter whether or not the zoo is successful? It's not a fag bar. Is that what you're saying? Is, is Say that again. The, the bar he runs. I think he runs a bar down on Newell Street. Am I wrong on that? I, I, I really don't know. I, and, I, and I'm and i not just saying I that. Just the gentleman is uh, 
his lifestyle is not what I agree with. But a drag queen show at a child's zoo. Right. Wow. Very uh, disturbing to people like me and a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. I think they agree with me on it, Glenn. Well, we saw that in other areas. Come on the mayor's show. And his idea is to come back to the council and ask for more money. Right. Which is outrageous, Mm, in my opinion. Well, drag queens need a lot of high heels. Yeah, sorry. Drag queens, bring the family. Come on. Right, right. It's wrong. I know you can't say a hell of a lot, Glenn, because you're worried about, you know, Mr. Levin having a heart attack. No, I'm not worried about that at all. I'm worried about yeah, whether or not we're Levin's accusing people wrong. of their orientation for the wrong reason. I don't know if that applies here is my point. Uh, Why not? Well, I mean, okay, a drag show, we saw that in military bases. We saw it at high schools. We saw it at picnics. Right. It was a really bad idea. But is that the reason why the zoo suffers financially? That's a because lot of the problem. because they wanted to do a drag show. But yes. listen, why do you think they're cutting the trees down at the zoo? Uh, because drag queens don't like. Listen, I, I it's I'm up there at eleven o'clock in the morning, Glenn. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so people you know, can discover fresh air sex before it happens. They're oh, they're dragging two guys out of the woods. Oh my God! All right, listen. Hundred yards from the uh, children's playground. Uh, well, yeah, this. Uh, yeah, maybe it's time for this gentleman to move on. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to come into this show on Tuesday. Anyways, that's another question. I gotta I go right now, only because he's going to treat this guy with kid gloves. I know, but listen, but if he does. I'm going to call the show. Right. Maybe. Well, I'll I hope you do. Off. Actually, it will be a show for, of all shows. But right now, I gotta go because uh, Joe Stanley's on. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, thanks. Sorry. Yeah. And let's see if this is. Yes, it is. It's Attorney Joe Stanley. Joe, we missed you last week. Uh, thanks for calling. Uh, 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 I just had to get. I knew it was you, but someone was was going on and on about something, and I, I didn't. I couldn't quite understand it. But how are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, that's good. Um, so, but uh, I can't remember the last thing we left off. But a couple people have been talking just in the last couple of days about an incident or an occurrence or an accident that happened last week, Joe, around a construction site. And I'll be brief. Uh, there's a new Taco Bell being built on State Street. Busy. It was dark out. It was around 5.30, whatever, 6 o'clock, right around now. And an older gentleman, 76 years old, hit by a, a bus who did not know he actually hit the gentleman. He had to be airlifted to Syracuse. He's okay. He's alive. But the question remains, and several pe- people said that the 76-year-old, as a result of construction going on at the new Taco Bell on State Street, pers- pushed him out into the traffic. And that's why the bus hit him, didn't know he hit him in the back end. He kept on going. They had to catch up to the bus 15 miles down the road in Carthage. But in situations like that, where construction sites uh, divert traffic, not just for pedestrians, but for, for cars, who's at fault? In a, is it the bus driver's fault for running into a guy uh, that he didn't see? Well, obviously, when you're driving a bus, you're supposed to have a specialized license and training for that. You're supposed to be able to watch him. You know, when you see construction sites, you have to be, you know, you have to be paying attention. And, you know, the, the, the contractors have an obligation to make sure, A, that, the, the, that the, there are sufficient warnings for, uh, that the sidewalk's going to be closed and provide them a, with a means to cross the street to stay, you know, make a safe crossing to get to a proper sidewalk. Right, right. Uh, or, or provide one. You've been in the city. You know sure. how that works when... You know they have sidewalks blocked off. They either they either provide an alternative route mm-hmm. around it, or they make you stop before the block and go over, make you cross the street. Right. So, um, you know, 
that's what you're supposed to do. Or scaffolds, which are you know, permanent sites. But in this particular one, uh, the, first of all, the building, it took a while for them to build up, but they did. But I noticed it was it was a job. It was a quick three day job to do the, the the parking lot, Joe. There was a lot of trucks moving asphalt and and stuff like that. So in a situation like that, where it's like just part of the whole contract, the whole job itself, where okay for three days it's going to be a little hairy around here with pickup trucks at night. Uh, I don't think they took any of those types of precautions that you're talking about, Joe. Well, you know, that's not, it wouldn't surprise me. There are many construction uh, lawsuits that I've been involved in over the years where proper safeties and precautions were, uh, you know, not taken for the, you know, because it was too much bother, took up too much time, too expensive, whatever. Right. And, you know, that's what happens. And you and I have been talking about uh, construction sites now, and I see in your commercials uh, 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 men working on the road, men and women for that matter, working on the road, uh, getting injured and whatnot. I can clearly see that, and I can also see how pedestrians and drivers for that matter are uh, getting hurt. I brought this up to you again, and I, and I came off. Uh, the uh, Adams exit, I went, I went to got, get coffee at McDonald's, came back on, went southbound on Route 81. And I, it's hard to explain, Joe, but the angle, you got to come to a complete stop to get to merge back onto one lane, not two lanes, onto one lane. So there's no place to go other than, you know, driving into the grass in the middle or going over the pylons or whatever. But, boy, I tell you what, there, I am shocked there hasn't been anyone that has gotten hurt from merging onto traffic onto one lane at a complete stop on an angle where you really got to bend your neck around like a rubber neck, Joe. So I wonder, especially at night and so forth, uh, cars traveling in excess of 55, 60 miles an hour, trucks too, is, is, that, is that progress? Or should we do better than that, Joe? And by the way, this is all one lane because they have, they're fixing the bridge and the bridge is one lane. Um, it, 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 have you ever dealt with something like that? Well, yeah, and the, the, you know that's one of those things that they put up warnings and they tell you to stop. And you, you, you know, when there's a stop sign there, that means you can't proceed until it's it's clear. And you know, there are very few other alternatives. There isn't another alternative other than closing the ramp, and then that you know provide presents you know way more problems. Right. Because that right. There's you know. There's no other. There's no place for the traffic to go, and it's 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 a it's so those are difficult difficult traffic control decisions, and sometimes they are you know the decisions that are made are, are inconvenient, but it require and it requires people to be a lot more patient and be a lot more cautious, right? Which sometimes they don't do. No, and by the way, you just reminded me of something that happened in uh, Los Angeles uh, the other day. Uh, there was a huge fire beneath the, the interstate. I think it's Interstate 10, and it's like uh, New York's LIE. And if it's if for whichever reason it's cut, shut down, and there was huge fire, it started with arson and whatnot. Now all the neighborhoods are seeing all this traffic go through the through, you know through uh, uh, residential areas and whatnot. That's got to cause a lot of problems, particularly at night. Because right now, as, 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 as it is, it's dark out. And it's going to be dark at this time on in, in the West Coast. So whenever there's a diversion from a major route like 81 or any interstate, that's got to be taxing on, on a small community, Joe. Uh, have, have you ever dealt with anything of that sort? Well, when you get all that more traffic, there's, there's a lot more issues. There's a lot more accidents. There's a lot more problems with pedestrians being hit. People unfamiliar with the roads aren't, you know, going too fast because they're in a hurry. Uh, you know, Philadelphia had that issue where a, a, a fuel truck blew up in right. Interstate 95. They reconstructed it in three or four months, but, you know, they had to do the same thing to shuffle the traffic 
Yeah, I, I'm uh, shocked how those highways are actually compromised by that fire. But then again, those were, that, that was a tanker. The other day was a big fire. Um, I, I just uh, And now, I don't know if you're seeing this unrelated. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a big volcano eruption in, uh, in Iceland uh, uh, real soon. That's, and the roads are, are buckling as we speak. But getting back to the, to the incident that happened on State Street, Joe, What's I mean? You know, here it is—a 76-year-old guy just trying to get to. I don't know what the heck he was doing at that time of night. How does he that that trip for him to be airlifted? And you know this from here to to uh, to Syracuse. That might cost in excess of sixty, seventy thousand dollars or more. And hopefully he's he's insured. What does he do in a situation like that? Well, you know, uh, it is expensive, and you know, those are cases that you know uh, everyone. Uh, you know, has title to good legal representation. There's, you know, w- w- you know what lawyers do is, you know, we talk about trying to keep people safe here. Right. Um, <clears throat> what? So we don't en- end up in that situation. Any of us, <clears throat> you know, any of us could end up being hurt, injured at any time. And, uh, you know, the remedies that you are left with are... Uh, you know, or you know, money—that's mm-hmm. all. That's all civil courts give you. But I'm sure most people would want the, the accident never to happen. And no that's doubt. why being safe, yep. being patient, mm-hmm. <laughs> paying attention, paying attention, a full-time job, watching mm-hmm. where you're going, and taking your time on construction sites. There's safety rules and procedures and regulations for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know. And, you know, that's one thing that Ralph Nader started, but, you know, it's been going on for a while, is that sometimes businesses, you know, just figure in the cost of hurting people as part of the cost of doing business because it's cheaper to, to do that. Right. Than, right, right. Then safety. Yeah, it's, it's cheaper to pay people off. And he and by the way, I interviewed uh, Ralph Nader when he was when he was endorsing a green candidate. And uh, I just remembered how he was hitchhiking and how he initiated his career when, when a, uh, a truck driver couldn't understand why the harness uh, wasn't on, uh, uh, designed correctly for the truck that he was in. And that led to him to being an advocate as a college student. It led to other things. It's just amazing what he and yourself and your industry and what lawyers do, Joe, to protect those uh, from stupid decisions or designs that might strangle you or, or seatbelts seat that might kill you. Uh, because they weren't designed correctly in a collision, or gas t- or gas tanks that were would explode. I think that's really right. that's a huge one from the uh, Ford Pinto. Are the core? Cor- yes, cars that the Corvair. Yes. Yeah, the, and that was Ralph Nader. The, yeah, the, uh, dangerous at any speed, and there were others. Uh, the Vega was very dangerous. And these are all back in the '60s when they went from that boxy design from the '60s, '50s, and '60s, and then they started putting in these big <laughs> engines in these smaller cars. And they were very, very dangerous. And the Corvair was one of them, that's for sure. Uh, so, uh, and one last question. The bus driver, is he in trouble? He didn't even know well, he hit I, the guy. Well, yeah. I, you know, that one would wonder, you know, that's again, you know, uh, leaving the scene of an accident, not realizing that you hit somebody. Is, you know, it seems to me at least there's a serious question of what was going on. And then were you distracted? Right, know? right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, but you know what? Not for nothing. A bus is a big, big, uh, you know, he, and he hit him from behind. But yeah, I guess he should have known. 
Uh, and apparently it was speeding after that or whatever. But it's it's an odd. But, uh, and, but the, the thing is, Channel 7 has a story on it. The guy is okay from his hospital bed. We wish him well, that's for sure. And, and getting back to what you said, Joe, yeah, you got to look out all the time. We can't always do that. Sometimes we're in the wrong place at the wrong time, though, Joe. Yes. Oh, no. And, it, yeah, and, it, and then, you know, those are the people I represent. And, again, it's, 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 you never want to be there, but sometimes it does happen. Yeah. And I also yeah. see accidents where uh, one, you're away from the accident, you're in your car, you're at an intersection, broad daylight, and one car gets hit about 200 feet from you. And because of that, that hit, all of a sudden the, the, the car comes in your direction. So things can change even when you think you're in a safe position. Uh, and yeah. def- and- yeah, yeah. I just did a deer, you know, two weeks ago. I was driving in the snow, and, uh, you know, early in the morning, I could hardly see. It's a good thing it was snow, and I was going slow, and a big buck, I hit him, and fortunately, he didn't go through my windshield, but he did. I, well, my car might be fixed by the year 2025. Yeah, good but, luck with that. Uh, yeah. Well, wait a minute. Did you get dam- did the, did the uh, airbags deploy? No, the airbags did not go off. And were they supposed to, in your opinion? I, I, you know, it's interesting sometimes because uh, the deer are so soft, right? They they don't register on the air. I'm glad the airbag didn't go off. Right, I, mean, I took a big enough jolt as it was. Mm-hmm. I I didn't I don't I don't necessarily know that the airbag would have helped me in that scenario. It might have it if he came through the windshield. It certainly would have been, you know, could have, would have helped me, but it, he didn't. Right, which is good. But, you know, that said, sometimes I would believe that if your car creamed out of control after hitting him because of the impact and the, the surprise nature of what happened, if the airbag deployed, you wouldn't know where the hell you were going, Joe. I think it would hurt you. Yeah, well, my car and me, we both tried to stop. You know, I have a newer car. He was, it was stopping. It was, and it, it told me it wasn't going anywhere. Wow, interesting. It also told me I'm not going anywhere. Wow, that's <laughs> something. That's amazing. Told me to call a tow truck, Did, so I, I, which I had already figured out, but my car was reminding me. Your car, wow, isn't that something? So, you know, the OnStar or whatever system you have actually facilitate would help you in that situation? Is that what you're saying? Well, though, it's telling me I needed a tow truck. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, you weren't going anywhere after that. It was telling me the car wasn't, right, wasn't operable, is it, what it was telling me. Well, you know, well, not. Fortunately, I had some very nice people help me push it out of the road, or I would have. the traffic was already backed up because I was actually dead in the middle of the road with wow. very narrow shoulders on a busy state highway. So, mm. um, <clears throat> Wow. And, and did, you, did you get to keep the deer in a situation like that, Joe? i got to ask. No, he, I, they never found him. Really? I can't believe that he made. Well, he obviously didn't survive, but he made it. You know, he was mm. big enough and still, you know, strong enough to. Wow! Continue. Make it off into the woods. Wow! Know? Who knows? Maybe he's maybe somehow he was super deer, super buck. Yeah, SB. You can make a cartoon about him. You know? Super buck. <clears throat> he's from Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, well, Joe, I'm glad that one you didn't you know get hurt in a situation like that. And as you know, with all your clients, uh, deer uh, hits and so forth can lead to much worse. But when people need to get in contact with yourself or any one of your associates, Joe, either here in Watertown or Syracuse, how can one do that? Sure. StanleyLawOffices.com is the website. My email is joe at StanleyLawOffices.com. The phone number is 1-800-608-3333. Awesome. Joe, thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you next Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Thanks. Great. Thanks, Joe. Uh, that's Attorney Joe Stanley here on the Live at Five show. And before I go into a commercial break, you know, it was earlier, Jerry Manor uh, brought up, he, he used the number 91. He said his dad is 91 years old. God bless him, right? I taught him the value of a dollar. So 91 triggered something that I wanted to share with you today. I've shared, I put it on Facebook last night. 
And uh, my wife Sharon and I watch uh, Wheel of Fortune. We, well, first we watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune religiously, like 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 ninety nine percent of of uh, adults twenty five and older in this town, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I've been watching Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy since I was a kid, since it was uh, you know Art Fleming from New York City uh, when it was done in the in the early seventies. In fact, my friend, my mom's friend, Joan Zito, was on there. Uh, from Rigo Park. Uh, but nonetheless, I remembered all these shows. Uh, and I remember Chuck Willery, so forth and so on. And so I have, I guess you could say, a legacy of, of watching these two programs and other famous uh, uh, game shows. Well, last night, they had an older woman, the oldest, I believe, the oldest contestant I've ever seen on a game show, ever. 91 years old, from Oklahoma City. And she was the most endearing, lovely woman you'll ever see. But what really made her story great last night, and I know a lot of people are saying, yep, I know what you're going to talk about, blah, 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 and nodding your head because everyone watches Wheel of Fortune, blah, 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 because I put it on Facebook and I got likes, 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 likes instantly because people saw the same show last night. So anyway, to just to explain this, it's uh, sibling night. So they do it in tandem. They have two, uh, two contestants, not just one. And it drives Pat Sajak crazy because because it makes things more confusing. People talk too much. You can you know they talk over each other. So this older woman's right in the middle, ninety one, with her pain in the ass son, who was trying to be nice and accommodating. As the you know he was there just like she was. They're both uh, were, were in tandem as contestants. But the bottom line was that the ninety one year old woman, his mother, was infinitely better than him, much better. Because she said at the end that she saw this show right from the beginning, and she's been watching it religiously ever since. Now, granted, she, this woman's an intelligent woman, but you, you know, there comes a time where you know you just you know you're not going to be able to go on a, a, a national game show and perform well because you're going to be under pressure. Your mind's not there, whatever. Hogwash, totally in control. Was 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 one. She didn't get all the puzzles, mind you, but she wind up getting into the final round. And uh, there was one in particular uh, prior to the prior round that she won a boatload of money where it just like looked like no one was going to get it. And she just got it like instantly. She has this mind at 91 years old to look at missing letters on a, on a, uh, a hangman. That's all Wheel of Fortune is, is the hangman game that Merv Griffin created in his underwear one day with Danny Terrio. Uh, sorry. And uh, so and she just studied it all these years and she was still at 91 very good at it. So she goes to the final round. And while she's in the final round, you know, with the spin, they had that smaller wheel. She couldn't get her eyes off Pat Sajak. And it was nothing creepy. It was nothing crazy. She's not senile. But it was this, this, she was acting like a little child next to Taylor Swift or, so, or you know, she was in awe of Pat Sajak. And she, and she had a big smile on her face and she just couldn't believe she was standing next to him. So she picks out the card and it's an amber sand. She says, I love amber sand. Everything about this woman was, was lovely. And she won a boatload of money prior to the final round. And then she walks through the final clue and she starts wording it, speaking it out like you're supposed to. And she got it. And it was really difficult, but she got it. So she won $65,000 last night. I've been watching Wheel of Fortune, like I said, forever. But that is undoubtedly one of the most memorable episodes I'll ever see. And I hope you saw it yourself. Let's go to the phones. Hi. Dip, 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 day. I know that person was waiting probably to talk about that show, but I had to, I had to, uh, con- you know, I know a lot of people saw it. It was great. Uh, Pam Whiting right here said, yeah, I saw it too. I mean, instantly. So with all the craziness in the world, we know there's a lot of craziness in the world. We know we could put on Channel 7 
Rusty Dial Syndrome. And uh, go through Nora O'Donnell, which the rest of the country doesn't see. And, uh, and then, of course, watch Jeopardy and then Wheel of Fortune religiously. And it up, it's, it's uplifting. It has been a part of our lives. And God bless Merv Griffin, who died of prostate cancer. Higher in the air. This is ridiculous. You don't say. You don't yeah, Glenn, say. Yes. Oh. I got a comment about the zoo. Yes, go right ahead. So. Oh, it's Donnie. I called uh, Jeff Graham show earlier. and I Wait, 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 wait. Donnie, Donnie, where are you calling from? Um, far away. Because you sound different. Yeah, I'm very far away. So anyway. Um, Sounds like he's on a VoIP line. What or happened was last year, do you remember when uh, the drag show was at the zoo last year? <laughs> yes, Donnie, I know. And, and you know, I got a call. Uh, hold on, Glenn. Hold yeah. on. Let me explain the whole story here. Right. So when I found out um, that they were having that, I went up there with my Bible in my hand. <laughs> I walked in. I confronted Mr. Irwin about it. <laughs> And, of course, he wasn't happy about me telling him that he shouldn't be doing that, right. whatever. So the next council meeting, I went in, and it just happened to be Mr. Sorrell, or was it Sorrell, the, the other guy? Yeah, whatever. I don't know these people. So he just happened to be at that meeting, too, when I mentioned that the zoo was having these drag shows in full view of everybody. And, you know, doesn't matter where you're in the park, you could, you could see where they were doing it. Right, okay. Because the pavilion was right on the hill inside the zoo. Right. And it was visible. Yeah. So anyway, after that meeting, all right, Mr. Sly came up to me and he said, Donnie, he goes, you really want to stop the zoo? You stop their funding. And I said, is that even possible? And he goes, with something like this, absolutely. Hmm. Wow. So Get that's inside a, story. That's a conversation that Mr. Sly had with me. Hmm. And from what I understand. Was that supposed to be in confidence, though? The, I mean, yeah, the go ahead. news of the drag show came out that pe- there were some people, some donors that pulled out. Oh, wow. Well, sometimes so they do something. Yeah. You go woke, you go broke. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, but um, but Donnie, you got to be careful of conversations you have with public officials, even though Bob Sly is no longer our attorney. Well, I'm saying is whatever it was. Listen, he was right because he came up to me knowing that hey, yeah, this isn't right, but this is how you do it. <laughs> right. He goes, you take away their funding. <laughs> wow. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I said, all right. Now, did I call up all the donors and said, hey, take no. No, but the news of it because News Junkie put a story right. Out, it hurt. It was talked about on the radio. Right. The news of it got out. Right. 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 Well, it's just like people not uh, uh, giving any uh, any monies towards their alumni after uh, October seventh and all this anti-Semitic stuff. So people so, are gonna you know, resent that. What do you that. say about the zoo? Keep it. Uh, what do I say about it? I, I don't. Yeah. I, all I care is that if you know if if it has to be watered down into like uh, an aquarium. Uh, or a learning center, and, and it makes money, and you get people, I don't, whichever. But at this point, it obviously needs some type of overhaul. And I can't imagine that a, a drag show is going to get it out of the, out of the, uh, out of the red. So you know, that's my objection to it. And whether or not that has any, found, any basis on whether or not it, 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 it hasn't succeeded. That zoo hasn't succeeded in, in decades, whether or not someone was a heterosexual or someone from another community running it. And as time well, has progressed, it, it gets worse and more difficult. It. What's that now? No, I can't say. I can't say. No, because zoos are closing up all over the place. Uh, the circus is not an institution anymore. Oh, Ringland Brothers like, went out of business. Have you seen Cliff's ideas? Uh, yes. What? Uh, putting a, a cardboard box over the city of Watertown? Yes, I've seen them. Many of them. 
well, not a city a this size. Box, yeah. He has, I don't know if these ideas, I mean, I'm just saying, it's good that I, he has ideas to add things to the zoo. Right. So I like that. So build it and they will come. Right. So I see that what he wants to do. Hmm. Um, Donnie, you can't tell me thing. where you're at. Um, I mean, I don't, Donnie, are you calling from, are you incarcerated or what's what's happening? I haven't no. heard. What are you talking about? What do you mean? We haven't heard from you in months. We, we just had an election. Uh, you know, Jason yeah. Trainer says that there's corruption already at a future council uh, administration. I mean, I'm figuring where's where's Donnie these days? Well, you know, um, I'm not in Watertown, so well, okay. Well, but you know, for the re- I, I listen to some things, you know, I've just been listening. A all, lot right, all right, all right. Listen, I got to go. I got to do another break. But uh, good hearing from you. I'm glad about your analysis. I don't think it's a bearing on the bottom line of what happens there. And pardon the pun. Yeah, it is. All right. Stop it. All right, I got to go. All right, that's uh, that's Donnie. <laughs> I'm pretty clever. Hi, you're in the air. Uh, yeah, I'll make this quick so you get to that break. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with the movie that's coming out about Napoleon? Uh, uh, yes, with uh, 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 Joaquin Phoenix, uh, whatever his name is, Joaquin. Joaquin? Joaquin. Joaquin. Yeah, what hasn't he played in the last 10 years? Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a good movie, but anyway... You know, we got a little connection to that, so huh. um, yeah, we do. I'm surprised nobody's mentioned, it, but you know, his, uh, his brother Napoleon, sha- one of his shaving kits is in the library. Do you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, if you go to the library, is it, 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 it kind of like they left it out like in a glass case? Yeah. And I said to the guy, I "Go, that thing's priceless. You might want to, yeah. you know, put that under wraps." And so I went and took my niece to see it uh, last summer. Yeah. And I'm looking for it, and I couldn't find it. Finally, I went up to the guy, and I said, hey, where's where's Napoleon's uh, shaving kit? He goes, well, I put it in a safe place because you told me to. I huh. said, oh, okay. So okay. They got it in a locked room. Was it next to the the, yeah. the, the Ark of, of the Covenant? I mean, where is it now? Does anyone know where it is? It's at the, no, it's at the, no, it's at the library. It's under, but I mean, you you know, they got it locked up like huh. they should have. Yeah. Because uh, it's priceless. I mean, for God's sake. Well, I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad you brought it up because Joseph Bonaparte, his brother, and, and other aristocrats, people from the uh, aristocracy, yeah. yeah, were living here, and, and and they, you know, because they were kicked out after the revolution there, uh, and then um, and what happened? Oh, oh well, no, their revolution was in 1792. Uh, Napoleon was 1800 or something, just around the time of the uh, uh, Louisiana Purchase. But nonetheless, I always thought because of our connection with France and how we bought they, we we bought a lot of arms from them uh, in order to defeat the redcoats, uh, the the Brits. Uh, they liked us, and uh, in exchange, we didn't give them enough money, so we gave them land all over the place, and a lot of that land was up here. Uh, close to Canada and, and Rozier and Cape Vincent and uh, Luray and Chameau and all that stuff. And yes, Joseph Bonaparte resided here and uh, he wanted, to, uh, there was rumors that he wanted to bring his brother here, as we know as Napoleon yeah, he Bonaparte. he was going to bring his brother here. It they never happened, though. And everything, but, uh, uh, but, but hear me out because I, I, I still think this is a great idea. There's other people other than Joaquin Phoenix or Joaquin, who's also the Joker, uh, that I would love to get a Napoleon impersonator. Uh, and then have him at the rotunda speak as Napoleon in an interview. I would interview Napoleon as he was in in full uh, you know armor in a full uh, uh, dress and so forth. And he would be uh, obviously you'd have to get a good actor, someone who does this for a living, and just have a night with Napoleon in Watertown at the Flower Memorial uh, Library. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Wouldn't they that be cool? Guy from, uh, Give him back his razor kit too. 
Yeah, the guy from Cape Vincent did the parade one year. He would dress. Up. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the uh, the Cape Vincent uh, festival that's in dire Fresh need festival. of volunteers. Yeah. yeah. Guy dressed like him. Yeah. He, no, 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 no. There was a story last night. It might dissolve because they don't have enough people to work it. If you can oh, believe no, it. They're trying, they're, they're trying to get more and by the way, one more thing. Not that I'd be like Jeff Graham interrupting you all the time with something completely that's unrelated. Right. But the but the old uh, the older gentleman that got struck by uh, the bus the other night lost a leg. Yeah. He, I didn't know that. He lost a leg? Yeah, he lost a leg. Yeah. Well, well It's like a Steely Dan song. That corner there, so I wouldn't jump to too many conclusions on... Uh, well, I'm jumping to conclusions because I'm a, ba- I, I'm a big mouth. But I was there earlier that day, and I knew there was some issue... Uh, with the traffic because of what they were doing at that time with a lot of trucks going in and out of it, putting the asphalt down. Which is, you know, hey, that's, that can happen. So it disrupted things. Yeah. Oh, no, it can, yeah. It yeah, can. and the, the guy had to walk out in the street, and it changed his life forever. You know, and now he owes yeah. probably a buck. You know, if, could you imagine how much money that's going to cost him and time to get that money back after losing his leg, just minding his own business, walking along State Street. I, I don't know all the details, but I know that dude didn't wake up that day saying, I'm going to lose my leg today. But he did. So well, we look out out there. Well, yeah, I hope he, uh, you know, the bus driver seems to me as a ball yeah. to take off. I mean, you know, like, you know, whether he knew it or not, I don't know. I don't know what kind of bus it was. It was, it was a weird-looking bus. bus. It was like a truck bus. And by the way, for the record, it wasn't a local company. I think it was from out of town. Yeah. That's what I saw, at least. All right. All right. So, all right. Thanks, my friend. Thanks. That's the Duff Man. And also, one other thing, because I, I've been getting texts. This is, you know, again, with having the two interviews today, it's difficult. By the way, that story about the guy who lost his leg is on Channel 7. Um, let me see what I got here. There's so many things I wanted to talk about. And now I forgot what I was just looking for. Anyway. Ah. Uh, 755. I don't know what I was just looking for. I got so confused. There was a couple of things I wanted to mention. The Jeopardy thing I clearly wanted to talk about. Oh, I know what it was. Yes. A businessman on Court Street is showing me one photograph after another, in some cases video that he's been texting me, about how the progress on Court Street has been since they reversed or installed the reverse parking. Now, bear in mind, this isn't the entire stretch of Court Street because there's parallel parking up uh, closer to where the fountain's going to be. So that that is no longer a place where you can uh, uh, park either direction. You, you, it's a parallel uh, sidewalk there. There's an indent there, and it's, and it's less spots, mind you, but nonetheless, it's no one's going in at 45 degrees. That said, the other examples that he showed so far, and it's been a couple weeks where they've done reverse 45-degree parking, it seems like it's done well. In fact, he also sh- uh, shows how much room there still is uh, when the cars are parked correctly. So, and there's video of this to prove this as well. That's from a well-known client that has been looking at the progress on Lower Court Street now for months, and now that it's been complete, he says everything is fine on Lower Court Street. And uh, other people agree. And so, anyway, I wanted to get that off to you. But right now, we got to sign off. Thank you once again to Jerry Manor uh, from SECOM uh, Federal Credit Union. And thanks, of course, to Attorney Joe Stanley. Uh, AM 1240, WE10 Watertown makes this legal. Of course, up next, CBS News. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks. We won! 